0: You are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. we to do Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Pop. Every day.
1: Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers on the Locked On Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SP Nation and Pack Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find. Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Family night over the weekend, a rainy, wet family night, and there was a point in time when it seemed like... It might just get canceled. And not canceled the way that that Devin Funches was almost canceled. We do have some some takeaways from Family Night. We don't want to overreact, right? We don't want to go, okay. Well, this is the first we're seeing of some of these players. And therefore, here is the reaction. Here is the take. And that is the take, and that's what it is. And and that's where we're starting from. No. Let's not do that. Let's just say this is what we saw, okay? So I want to talk about two big things. I'm going to talk about the secondary, which is probably the biggest question facing this team heading into 2021. And I want to talk about Jordan Love. Let's start with Jordan Love because this is the first time, right? This is the first time... That Packer fans are getting to see the draft pick that launched a thousand ships, right? This is, the, this is the guy that you pissed off the face of the franchise to draft. And we don't need to fall down that rabbit hole. We know that it's not about Jordan Love, but what that pick signaled and, and what that signaled to Aaron Rodgers and, and how that relates to all of his discontent over this offseason. We didn't get to see him. Last year, we didn't get to be, you know, enough to be excited or disappointed or anything about his play. You only have what we saw that last year at Utah State, which was uh, to, to, to say it was up and down is probably being overly generous. He looked like an NFL quarterback on the practice field under the lights in the rain. Let's not forget that in the rain. He made two stick throws to Devin Funches. And he made an unbelievable throw down the field to Reggie Bagleton into double double coverage with the safety help. And it was dropped. Bummer. It would have been the highlight of the of training camp to date if that gets completed. That's the arm talent. Now he missed the first throw of the game, he missed to Amari Rodgers on an out route. It, it, it's gonna happen looked like he was waiting for Rodgers to break. Maybe he needs to throw that with a little more anticipation. But remember, he's got limited reps with these guys. The timing is going to be a little bit off. And a a wet football affects all of this. You got to slow things down a little bit. You got to grip the ball a little bit differently. and, And you're thinking about your mechanics a little bit differently. All of that stuff. The opportunity to see Jordan Love in a setting like this is just Fun. It's great. And and it is, of course, a useful evaluation tool for the Packers. But again, it's not the end-all, be-all. I thought of all the throws, he only missed one throw in terms of I want to put the ball here and so I'm going to put it there. That is a very encouraging sign. Without having the all-22, without knowing some of the progression stuff here, and usually when we see a concept that you can identify, you go, okay, we know the progressions, we know the reads here could there be some some teaching going on hey we want you to throw this 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 concept this way sure so we can't we can't ever be 100% confident we know the deal unless and until we hear from the principals involved but this was a good first step for Jordan Love he gets to play in front of the Lambo faithful he gets to make some plays down the field. He gets to show off that arm talent. And Devin Funches, I thought, was a standout on the field. Now, we have to get to the off-the-field part of this. In his post-game press conference, Devin Funches said something that was not just inappropriate, it was offensive. And he used it casually. A, a term um, to describe the eyes of people through their masks because he was explaining that you can see the difference from people through their masks. And he used a word that is a reference to an Asian stereotype. It is a racial slur. He apologized. Brian Gutekind said they talked to him about it, which is actually a very important thing that the team went to him and said, Hey, this is not okay, and we need you to own up to it. And we need you to move forward. We need you to get better. We need you to grow. He said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, you know, cut him over this, but it was offensive. He needs to take ownership of it, and we need to move on." All of that is is great and important. I promise we're not going to dwell on this. I just need to say one thing about it. I was very disappointed how many people on Twitter, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised because it's Twitter, but I was very disappointed at how many people defended what was said. We need to be able to walk and chew gum on some of this stuff. Not everyone who says something indelicate or in this case, offensive is a terrible person. He said it. It seemed clear he didn't realize the gravity of the word that he used, but ignorance is not an excuse. In fact, ignorance is a cause. It is a cause for racism and discrimination across genders, races, sexual orientations, religions, etc. We can't excuse someone simply because they're ignorant. Ignorance is in itself a problem and in another situation, another person would not have been extended that same sort of, hey, well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It is always easy to say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt when the word in question, when the derogatory term in question is not aimed at you. And so it is okay to say Devin Funches made a mistake. And, you know, it, it is it is okay to offer him grace and room to grow. And I think those are important things. Brian Gudikin said, we think he is contrite. We think that the the apology is genuine. And he's going to learn from this. And you hope that's true. What I don't appreciate is how many people's initial reaction their gut reaction was to defend what he did or to say oh he maybe he didn't say that he didn't use that word why was that your go-to defense why was that the place you went rather than hey don't say that it's not it's not a word that is appropriate casual racism is still racism even if it is something that culturally you didn't understand was as impactful as it was and when people are saying hey Don't do this. Maybe listen. You don't always have to agree, but just like for a second, listen. Okay. I felt that that was important to say and important to clarify because this was obviously a big thing that was going on on Twitter on Saturday night. Devin Funches looked good on the field. And you hate that his actions in a press conference with some offhanded remark... Overshadows that, but that's what happened. He looked like an NFL receiver. He looked like a real player, someone who could contribute to this football team. And we I think we need to take account of that. And I said it when we were watching the, the practice that, you know, it shouldn't be surprising that someone like Devin Funches. Wouldn't be showing out in practice necessarily, but you put the pads on, you get into a competitive environment. A guy who is an NFL caliber receiver, the guy who has put up real numbers in offenses that were much less efficient than this one, is suddenly getting open and making plays. He made a couple nice catches. I mean, he he was wide open along the sidelines. Jordan Love made a throw to the sidelines that, that he had to grab and toe tap and get down because it's an outbreaking route. It's a long throw and Love put it in a good spot, but... You know, uh, uh, it's very difficult to to get that, make that throw to the far hash, where a guy can catch it in turn up field. It's just really difficult to do, and Funches makes a great play on it. It's going to be tough to keep him off this team. It really is. Brian Gutkin said it's going to come down to special teams, and of course, that's something we've talked about on this show as well. It's going to come down to special teams. Malik Taylor is their best special teams guy. But if someone like Juwan Winfrey is going to be making plays in in the offense and can play some special teams, maybe he sneaks in. But then all of a sudden you're talking about seven guys. Maybe what you do is seven guys make the roster. Jay Sternberger, who had a couple catches, by the way, on family night, looked smooth, looked good. He's got a little bit more speed than some of the other tight ends, certainly more speed than someone like Big Bob Tunyon. At least that's the way it looks to my eye. You know he's opening the season suspended. Maybe you can keep seven and then move it to six. You sneak win free on the practice squad. That leaves someone like Equinemius St. Brown on the outside looking in. It's a bummer. It's a bummer based on that talent. It's a bummer. We are going to flip sides of the ball and talk about the secondary when we come back. If you're like me, You like to play fantasy sports, you like to play daily fantasy, but you feel a little behind. Like there are people out there that have advantages that you just don't have access to. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Can't be that surprising. The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. That's why we have Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control of winning. And here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. It's like playing blackjack. You know what the dealer has, except you need to see both cards. You can see both cards up. No questioning what the dealer has in the hole. You see both cards. You see their lineup. You have to beat it. Go to StatHero.com and check it out. Try it with the promo code Locked On to sign up for free, and right now you get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a three hundred percent match. A three three hundred percent is crazy. Go to StatHero.com/slash Locked On. That's StatHero.com/slash
0: Locked On. America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power-packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. If there was a player
1: of Family Night, for me, it was Channon Sullivan. Channon Sullivan, in this star position, has a chance to really thrive. And I thought in 2019, in limited reps, in limited opportunities, as the, the dime corner hybrid player, he played some safety, did a little bit of everything, they couldn't, they couldn't keep him off the field. He was going to find a way to get on the field. And he excelled in that role. They elevated his role... Allowed Tremont Williams to walk, uh, and he did not play quite as well in the full-time slot role in 2020. It's not to say that he's a bad player. It's just that that's what happened. He did not play as well as he had in limited opportunities, and that's going to happen. The role changed. The responsibilities changed um, because he's taking on more difficult assignments. And he was pretty inconsistent. Did not make as as impactful on a certainly on a per route basis than he did in 2019 in more limited opportunities. The star position is something that we've talked a lot about. It is very much in the you know the sort of um, Packers zeitgeist right now with Joe Barry and the defense that he's bringing. And that star position is something that is very important. It is integral to this defense. And there has been really no question from the jump that it was going to be Chan and Sullivan. and Sullivan. We've, we've had no indication that anyone else is even really challenging for reps there. Now, Joe Barry said Darnell Savage is champing at the bit for the opportunity to, to play that spot. Um, In some matchups, it's going to be Jair Alexander. Certainly in in situations where you have someone who's going to play a bunch in the slot, you can envision uh, Jair Alexander in a matchup like that. That in and of itself is a change from Mike Patton. And Shamar Jean Charles in the mix there as well. If Channon Sullivan can elevate his play... And play that star position just at a sort of above average level. You have made a considerable upgrade in your defense. And when you look at the safeties, we know the safeties are playmakers. They are impact players. They are consistent. And they are useful. Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, one of the best one, two punches at the position in the league. We know what Jair Alexander is. A lockdown playmaker corner guy made a couple awesome plays on Family Night. Dernal Savage had a pick on Family Night, albeit off a drop by Devontae Adams. But he was in the right place in the right time, driving on the football and makes a, a bobbling, falling to the ground interception. If the only place on your football team where you're having issues is that second cornerback spot, and because you've got that nickel spot locked, that is huge. Because the Packers, they put Devontae Adams in the slot to take advantage of matchups. If you can't do that because the slot corner for the opponent is good, and is playing well and playing with confidence, and you fear throwing in his area because of his playmaking skills. And that's the thing about Shannon Sullivan that I've always liked. Not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but he is explosive. He has playmaking instincts. And he's got good ball skills. Pick sits against Matthew Stafford, the incredible leaping interception against Dak Prescott. He is a playmaker. But too often, last year, he wasn't making plays. And a part of that was the position that he was being put in. The role that he was asked to play in that defense just was not the ideal situation for him. I think he's in a much better situation now. And then you go, okay, well, Kevin King hurt Jerry Gray. You you don't love to hear, oh, well, I don't think you can lose your spot to injury. The thing about that is um, it, it certainly implies that there have been some other guys playing well enough where you would consider taking that spot. Someone like Eric Stokes perhaps. Josh Jackson has made some plays. KB Ento was a big, big part of the family Night narrative. And he had a good camp last year before he got hurt. He's got to stay healthy. They got to give him a new number too. He's forty-eight. It's just can't do it. Can't do it. He has shown some flashes over his time in Green Bay and has never been able to put it all together because of those injuries, mostly. Now, is he is is he going to be someone who is going to come in and start for you? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. You probably don't want him to do that. That's what you drafted Eric Stokes for. It's what you drafted Josh Jackson for. And frankly, it's what you drafted Kevin King for. But we we think we know at this point what Kevin King is and isn't. And the isn't part is more important because he's not reliable. I mean, he's just not reliable. That's the reality. And he, he has never been consistent when he's on the field. He has never been consistently healthy. And... That's what made the contract that they signed with him strange. I would have been content just saying, go find another team. Because now he's back and, and you feel obligated if you're Jerry Gray to say, oh, well, no, he hasn't lost that that spot. He was the starter last year and he's going to be the starter this year if he's healthy. Why though? Why though? Because he hasn't played like an above average starter or even an average starter when he's been the starter. So why do we just take for granted that it's his spot? He seems like the perfect candidate for, no, everyone's competing. Eric Stokes is competing. Josh Jackson is is competing. KB Onento is competing. Kedar Holman is competing. We can't just assume that that spot is Kings. And... The Packers need Matt LaFleur to put his money where his mouth is on the competition thing. They know they're going to put their best five offensive linemen out there. John Runyon Jr. at left guard, Lucas Patrick at right guard last night or over the weekend. We'll see how that changes if and when Ellen Jenkins slides back to guard. He might move back to tackle. Who knows? Um, who's going to be that other guard? Because if he's if he stays at tackle when Bakhtiari comes back, that means Billy Turner is probably going to play guard. And there's still only one guard spot. Is that John Running Jr.? Is that Lucas Patrick? We don't know. We don't know. But on this secondary, the reason I brought the offensive lineup is because Matt LaFleur has talked about putting the best five out there. Okay, put the best five defensive backs out there. How about that? And And Kevin King might be one of the best five defensive backs. I find that hard to believe. I watched Josh Jackson play last year. I thought he played better than Kevin King. And if it's even close with Eric Stokes, I think you got to play Stokes. So, the good part of this is Chan and Sullivan makes it a little easier, in fact, to say, we're just going to put the best guy out there. Because if your other guys you feel are locked down, if you feel like Jair and Chandon are going to be in the positions that you need them to be in consistently, they're going to cover their guys. They're going to win their battles. They're going to do their proverbial one Let's go all the way down the rabbit hole with the coaching cliches. If you trust them to do that and you trust the safeties to do their job, and we should, you can give a little bit of help if you need to. You can deal with one leaky corner, you can't deal with two, which is what the Packers had last year at times. If you can get that down to one and and it's a guy who's not going to get run by Scotty Miller in the NFC Championship game, all the better. Now, whether or not that can happen, you know, we're a long way to go here, a long way to go in this preseason. So uh, we we have so much more that is going to be decided in the coming weeks. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting a protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yesterday, I played golf and I was headed out. I hadn't had breakfast yet. And I needed something that I was going to enjoy eating, but wasn't going to feel crappy about in a half hour or an hour. Guess what? Built Bar, the perfect option. those moments because it tastes delicious, puts me in a good mood. Did it help my golf game? No, it didn't help my golf game, but guess what? I put something in my body that not only tasted good, but helped fuel me because we're talking about a protein bar that is high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. The NFL is back. We had the Hall of Fame game over the weekend. You can bet on preseason football. You're damn right you can bet on preseason football, and you can do it. At Bet Online, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs in Major League Baseball. We've got the FedEx Cup playoffs in golf. So much fun stuff for you to bet on, and then guess what? Baseball playoffs right around the corner. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by Bet Online wherever you get podcasts. One last thing here. I mentioned Brian Gudekinston and his comments on the Devin Funches situation. Um, he also talked about the Devonte Adams contract situation and said, you know, they're, they're never going to break off talks all the way. They're not going to just not talk during the season. This is going to be ongoing, and that's what happened with David Bakhtiari. He mentioned that, invoked David Bakhtiari, a deal they got done in December. And so, all signs point to a resolution here. Generally speaking, when teams want to sign players for monster deals players that have been successful there for a long time, even though the Aaron Rodgers situation is a a weird caveat here. I have a hard time seeing that if the Packers want to sign Devontae Adams, that they don't get a deal done. And the Packers want to sign Devontae Adams. It's not just public, it's private. What they're saying behind closed doors mirrors what they're saying in public. And Brian Gudekinst, it's the season of honesty, has said they have a take on what, uh, top-of-market money is. So do we. And right now, they're not the same. But that doesn't mean we don't want him to make top-of-market money. We do. We just don't agree on what that means. So, that that is also an important thing. They're not doing the, the thing that they're doing with Aaron Rodgers, frankly. The, oh, well, we'll see. You know, we're focused on this year. No, no. We want him back. We want Devontae Adams back. He's an important part of our football team. And, The negotiations take time, especially on the mega deals. That's what he's saying. And that, I think, is frankly what you want your your GM to be saying in these situations. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Trey Wingo on the show tomorrow talking about some Aaron Rodgers stuff and a lot more. So do not miss that. Check that out tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up at the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.